being here this morning, being in your places. Uh, Pastor uh, and Miss Debbie got back from their trip yesterday, but they took another um, trip up to Washington to preach at uh, Brother Mingy's church. Um, and so uh, they're pray for them as they're uh, um, uh, as he's preaching up there and they're visiting um, a family. And so uh, I, I pray I know they've had a had a wonderful time on their uh, their time off. Um, so welcome here and welcome to the Reyes. Thank you for being with us today. You're going to be preaching today, this morning and tonight. I hope you know that. All right. <laughs> so, so no, we, we are so excited that you're here today. Thank you for being with us. And so welcome to our Fun with Felt series, number 11 of 12. Next week is the last week of Fun with Felt. We might pull it out again sometime, um, but it works out great because uh, then I'll be leaving for a week to go to Pensacola, take the girls to school. And so we'll have to find somebody who's gonna teach. <laughs> You're looking past here or something, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> all right, um, so anyway. So we've done our, we've kind of, we're, we're kind of doing a circle in the Bible. We started in the New Testament um, and we, with, one of my, with one of my favorite stories, we, we talked about the maniac of Gadara and, and built a scene and, and got to talk about uh, uh, God's, uh, Jesus' work in the, in, in the maniac's life and, and how man got gloriously saved that should not have been able to be saved um, by all accounts for any, any human. But, um, and then we journeyed into the Old Testament and worked our way back up. We're going to finish off in the New Testament. We've, uh, we're uh, going to see Jesus' ministry. And this is a, uh, a story today that, that uh, uh, it's very important because it, uh, uh, it's going to identify really who Jesus is. And, um, and we're going to see humanity in him. We're going to see uh, divinity in him. Uh, and, uh, but it's a, it's a great story uh, about uh, Jesus uh, resurrecting someone he loves very much. So we're in the book of John, um, and we're going to be talking about Lazarus today. We're going to be talking about a, a friend that he awakens, Lazarus. So in the book of John, chapter 11, and we'll just go through this um, uh, word for word and just see the, we'll have a couple scenes for you on this. Now a certain man, this is verse 1, was sick, named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary her, and her sister Martha. Um, so, uh, in the Bible, actually, it talks about Bethany as, as not far from Judea. It, it's, all, it's all part in that area. And, um, and Bethany is the town of Mary and Martha. Now, anybody remember who Mary and Martha was? We remember that uh, Mary uh, anointed Jesus' feet. Um, she also, at one time when, when Jesus was in the house, uh, she was listening to every word he said, and Martha was cumbered about with being busy, thinking she's, she's wanting in her way to minister to the Lord, but she's about, let's get things done. Uh, like many of us here in church, there, there's, you, some folks just want to get things done. We've got to keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. And then others, I just need to hear the word of God preached. They're both great, but we've got to find a balance. And so um, there's lots of stuff to be done, but we need to hear God's word being preached. Um, so, but, so we have a little background. That's a little background with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, their brother. Um, now, this story is only captured here by John in the book of John. And, uh, um, and, and it's not in the other gospels, but it's a very important story um, uh, that we're going to see. 
It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment, so we get a background, and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. Interesting statement there. Uh, so our scene is, is at the home of Mary and Martha and Lazarus, uh, and, and he is sick in bed, and they send a message to Christ. Now, they didn't have text. They didn't have email. Uh, this is obviously a message had to go by foot. Um, so probably a day or two journey uh, by foot to get to Jesus. Now, they obviously know and are paying attention to where Jesus is. They love Jesus. He's important to them. They believe he's the son of God. They believe what he says. They believe in belief. We'll see if their, their actions, if they understand it, if they've really, really taken hold of that. But so they're, they, they paying attention to where he is. We'll, we'll talk in a moment about why he's not where, he's, where they are right, right now. Um, but so they send message that the one uh, whom thou lovest is sick. Now, they could have said the one that loves you is sick. But it's very important to recognize that God loves us. Jesus loves each one of us. And they're reminding him and they're acknowledging the fact that they know that you, Christ, you love us. You love Lazarus. They didn't even have to say his name. The one thou lovest is sick. Um, so, uh, they probably did, but it's recorded that they just said the one thou lovest is sick. And when Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness, so, so he must be talking to his disciples. Um, uh, in red here, he says, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. We're going to glorify the Son of God. He is going to be glorified in this encounter. He's worthy of that. God is worthy of glory. And so he is going to be glorified. So we're going to, our first scene really ends there. It's about this man he loves that is sick. Um, two, two women, uh, prominent women in the Bible that were recorded several times. And, uh, and they are communicating with him. And they want help. Their brother is sick. So Jesus is needed, number one. Jesus is needed. We all need Jesus. We all have times in our lives where uh, the only one we can turn to is Christ. And really, we need to turn to Christ all the time, in the good, in the bad. We need, he wants to hear us plead for him in our lives. And so they are pleading. They are saying, the one, your, your servant here is sick. Please come. Please come. Now, we pick up, and the scene really ends here, but we'll pick up an in-between here. Uh, now, Jesus loved Martha and his sister and Lazarus. So it's acknowledging, John is acknowledging here that Jesus loved them very much. They had a special place, place in his heart, in his human heart, in his just being that, that they, were, uh, they were special to him. And you are going to have people in your life that are special to you, that just there's a connection so I believe there was a certain connection that this family had with Jesus. And when he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days in the same place where he was. Okay, this is where it kind of goes different. None of us would have expected this. When you pray to God, when you pray in Jesus' name, 
you really want an immediate answer, don't you? We have a timetable. We all have a timetable. It's urgent. It's urgent to me. Why wouldn't it be urgent to you? But Jesus is God, and he works on his timetable. Um, I, uh, the, the, the next uh, point here is that Jesus was busy. You put quotation marks around it. Point number two, Jesus was busy. He's with his disciples. He's not in, uh, he's, he's across the Jordan, uh, basically where um, John had been baptizing. We'll see that in a moment. Um, but he was busy. Has anybody ever been too busy for you when, when you maybe needed something? Um, and so, so he decided, he said, no, I'm, I'm, we're going to stay here for two days. Then after that, he saith to his disciples, let us go to Judea again. So after two days, he says, eh, it's time to go to Judea again. Now this is going to raise some concern. This is going to raise some concern with his disciples. Uh, because remember, they are flesh and blood. And they are scared of certain authorities. His disciples say unto him, Master... The Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou uh, thither again? Uh, let's go back to um, chapter 10. Uh, if you look in your Bible, look around 30, uh, 35, um, well, 34. Jesus is talking to, um, uh, to the folks there, and um, basically blasphemy. And Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I said, ye are gods? If he called them gods unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, say ye of him whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemous, uh, because I said, I am the Son of God? If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do, thou, though ye believe me not, not me, believe the works that ye may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. He just called himself God. And they wanted to stone him. This was in Judea. And so he left. Um, uh, therefore they sought to take him, but he escaped out of their hand. And he went again beyond the Jordan into the place where John the, the first baptized. And there he abode. So he was away, probably a two days journey, we're guessing, uh, uh, by foot. Um, one to two days. But uh, I, I, I believe it's two days in this when you look at the account of the days here. Uh, so, so now, after two days of hearing the word that, that uh, um, Lazarus was sick, now, he knows what is happening to Lazarus right now. He's God. He's omnipotent. He has, um, he has the ability to know what in the sequence is happening. Lazarus isn't sick anymore. Um, probably by the time he got this message, Lazarus was probably dead. Um, so... Uh, so he knows what is happening. He is all-knowing. Um, and so, uh, so this Jew, the, the disciples were like, Master, uh, remember they wanted to stone you, so uh, you sure you want to go back there? And Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of, of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. Jesus is the light of the world. He's got some light to shine. He's, he is the light of the world. He's got things to do. And these things he said, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth. But I go that I may awake him out of the sleep. He sleepeth. 
they totally didn't get it. And then his disciples, uh, I, I, I can imagine this conversation with the disciples who had just seen, uh, seen him almost get stoned a couple days before. They hear a, a, a letter about Lazarus being sick, and then he wants to go back, sees Lazarus, Lazarus sleeping. So how do they respond? Uh, then said his disciples, Lord, if you sleep, you do well. We don't need to go. He's, you know, sleep's a little sleep's good for somebody who's sick, right? Come on, let, let, let him sleep it off. That'll probably be good for him. Fear. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking a rest and sleep. And then I just love the simplicity of it. And in fact, I almost, I think he probably was a little sarcastic. I think Jesus was funny. I think he probably had a sense of humor. He probably had a supernatural sense of humor. But then he said unto him, seriously, he's dead. I mean, that's the way I just, Lazarus is dead. Can't say it any simpler. In fact, um, if, in, in the King James, it's saying Lazarus is dead. Anybody understand that? Anybody not understand that? Um, and we're going to see proof that he was dead. So we're not, we're not, we're not going to have, there's not going to be any unequivocal uh, question about, hey, did I say that right? I don't know. I don't know if I did. But there's not going to be any question that he was dead. In fact, if he wasn't dead, he ought to be dead by the time Jesus gets where he's going to be. So we're going to see it. So, but I love the simplicity. Lazarus is dead, guys. We're going, we're going to go see Lazarus. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there. He's kind of shedding some light on what's about to happen. I'm glad I wasn't there. To the intent that ye may believe, nevertheless, let us go unto him. So this is for you as well as them. You're going to really see what's about to happen. You're going to, you're going to believe. Uh, then said Thomas, which, and again, I, 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 you could take this two ways, um, but uh, I do believe in Thomas. Verse, we're in verse 16. We're in the mid-scene. We're not showing here. But then said Thomas, which is called Didymus. Uh, remember doubting Thomas? And said unto his fellow disciples, let us go that we may die with him. So you could either say, did he truly believe that, that we're going to be okay? Or, you know, hey, we'll go, we'll die with him too. Or, no, he's going to show something important. And, you know, I, I trust God. Let's go, guys. Let's go, let's go support Jesus in this. Um, to even our death, if maybe. But so, our mid scene uh, is is this encounter, this this discussion with the disciples, and why he was busy. I'm sure he was teaching them. I'm sure he was uh, uh, leading, uh, still doing his business for the two days. He wasn't just uh, being lazy. He's, he, he's uh, remember it, it, the Bible says that 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 there's not books enough to account for what Jesus did. So I don't think there's a lazy hour or a lazy minute in Christ's ministry on earth. So, um, but now it's time to go back and see Lazarus. It's time to see what Jesus can do. So we had Jesus was needed, but Jesus was busy. So that brings us to our final scene here. We're going to see who Jesus truly is. All right, we'll take that one since we're out of the house. 
Jesus has to go back to Bethany. Now, Bethany is near um, uh, Jerusalem. It is, uh, uh, he's going to see uh, Martha and Mary and, and all and his friend. Uh, and in verse 17, then when Jesus came, he found, that he, uh, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. So if we just take into account that maybe um, uh, Lazarus is sick, a letter gets sent by foot, uh, let's just say a day, he dies sometime in that, that time, Jesus Stays two days, so they've got three days there. Let's just say three days. Let's say another day journey. That's four days. So he died, they put him into the grave. And they don't just put him in the grave. They, they have a process. They bound him. Um, uh, they might have even drained the blood. We don't know. Uh, but he is, he is in the grave. He has been in the grave for four days. Now, Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, so about 15 furlongs off, so not far. Um, and many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Now, comfort is a wonderful and needed thing. Even though we are Christians, and I hope everyone here is, I hope everyone has called on the name of the Lord to be their Savior. Don't want to take that for granted. But if you have, we don't mourn the same as others mourn. We mourn with the fact that someone's not with us. They're gone from us. They're a part of our life, the journey here that we have, that, that it hurts. But we know they're with their Savior. And they're where we want to be someday. So comfort among friends is wonderful. And it is, there is a time that we must grieve with others. Um, and so keep that in mind. It is very important that we grieve with others. So, and many of the Jews came to comfort them. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. She went out to him, but Mary sat still in the house. Mary was still grieving. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. She just... She has a limit on what God can do. Have you ever put a limit on what God can do? I mean, we ask him in all things, but really, do we really give him the credit? Do we believe miracles can still happen? I mean, we might not see um, the sun set back uh, you know, two hours. We might not see that, but we know that he controls time. So do we really believe? So she, she comes to him and she confronts him. Actual, it's actually almost an accusation that if you had been here, if you had been here, he wouldn't have died. Just your presence would have prevented this heartbreak. But I know that even now, so she, she, she's a, what was it, the but statement we talked about and in, in, in Brother uh, Dustin talked about? But there's a but. If you had been here, but, but, oh, she qualifies. She's, maybe she saw the look on his face. I don't know. Maybe she went, ooh, maybe I went a little too far. You ever said that? You ever, you ever spoke maybe too fast and uh, went, wish I could take that back? I don't know. 
Uh, I've, uh, for those of you who haven't been here, I always I, I talk often about uh, uh, the, the, the film reel of life that maybe we get to watch when we get to heaven. And, and there's going to be some good buttery popcorn with that film reel. And we're going to get to watch all these little things that, we, that, we, that happen. Um, but I think, you know, that, that but say, but I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. She believes, what well, we're going to hear her statement in a minute, but what you ask of God, she's still separating the two. And God, and Jesus does pray to God, his Father. But they are one. And she still separates the two. Whatever God, you know, you can ask him anything and he'll do it. Not you can do anything because you're God. So Martha, um, she's going to get told. It's a, Jesus said unto her, so, well, Jesus said unto her, thy brother, he shall rise again. Okay, again, she's not quite getting it. Uh, Martha said unto him, I, I know that he shall rise again in the re resurrection in the last day, but right now I've lost my brother. And Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet he shall live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. You believest thou this? Do you, do you hear me? Do you believe it? Well, she said unto you, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. But she doesn't understand his full power. And when she had said, she went her way. I, I, I don't know if she was dejected. I don't know if she was excited. Uh, I wish I could see her face, her countenance. But she, she called her, Mary, her sister, secretly, it says, secretly, saying, the master is come and calleth for thee. I don't, he, he didn't in the words here call for her, but so Mary, you go, you go deal with Jesus. He's here. And as soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Now Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha had met him. So he's still waiting there. He's still there. Maybe he's, maybe he's, maybe he's talking about the encounter with his disciples. Maybe he's going, okay, uh, maybe there's more to be said. Now Jesus was not yet come, so he, and Mary met him. Um, and the Jews then, which were with her in the house and comforted her, when they saw Mary, that she rose up hastily and went out, followed her, saying, Oh, she goeth forth to the grave to weep there. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. I have a feeling Mary and Martha were kind of feeding on each other. And that can happen. Um, when someone's grieving, you can take the grief of another and you can kind of feed on each other and, and blame. You can start blaming the same people, blaming the same situation. Um, grief can do a lot of things. And so, so they've obviously been talking because they just said the same exact thing. You go tell them. If he had been here. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping and the Jews also weeping, which came to her, he groaned in his spirit and was troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? I have a feeling those are probably soft words. Where have you laid him? He's not trying to impress anybody. But he's going to take care of this. Then said uh, unto him, Lord, come and see. 
and Jesus wept. We see his humanity. Um, many, many have stub, uh, studied those two words about Jesus wept. He could have been weeping because of their, uh, their unbelief and their not understanding exactly who he was. He could have been weeping because they were weeping. Either one is correct. But he wept. Um, I don't know how simpler you could say it. Uh, Jesus' eyeballs oozed wetness and came down his face. That's, that doesn't make it easier. It's Jesus wept. Jesus cried. Jesus sobbed. Jesus was, was overcome. Then said the, the Jews, so they, they think it's just because he loved him. Oh, that's so sad. He loved him too, and nothing can be done. There's uh, limits that are put onto, onto Jesus. And some of them said, could not this man, which opened the eyes of the blind, have caused that even this man should not have died? Again, limiting him, is, he can only work in the living. He can't work in the, in the dead. He can't work. He, doesn't, he hasn't overcome death. But we know he has. Jesus, therefore, again, groaning in himself, coming to the grave. Groaning in himself, I believe during this time he is praying. He is, he is troubled. He is praying. He's talking to his heavenly father, saying, here's the situation. I'm going to do your will. Um, he's groaning in his spirit. And he, it, and, and he cometh to the grave, and it was a cave, a stone that lay upon it. Doesn't that sound familiar? There's a picture here of a, of a, of a tomb, um, a body that has been put in. Uh, it's been there four days, um, and, and he's, he's there now. And he, said, uh, and he said, take away the stone. Now Martha, Martha's back with him. So we have the two, two young ladies. Let's take them. They're back, and they're all part of this. So, and so Martha and, and Mary, Martha says here, Martha, uh, Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh. I love that fact that she says. There's going to be some odor. <laughs> he hath been dead for four days. You know, not only can you not work in the dead, I don't think you can work with a stinking body. And Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee that if thou wouldst believe, thou shouldst see the glory of God? I've talked to you, I've told you about this. And then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. That's why when he was groaning, I believe he's praying this whole time. Maybe throughout this whole multi-day event, he's, Lord, your will will be done here. And that you'll be glorified. And in you, I'll be glorified as you. And so, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. In verse 42, and I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave cloths, and his face was bound with a napkin. And Jesus, Jesus said unto them, Loose him and let him go. So the, the stone was rolled away, and we had Lazarus come out. 
maybe a little farther off there. He's a wee man. He shrunk a little bit in his, uh, in his uh, decomposing. No, he's, he's perfectly fine. And, the many, and then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen things which Jesus did believed on him. God said, you're going to be glorified. And people were turned to Christ because of this situation. This was a picture of what is going to happen. I don't understand why there was a surprise when the tomb was empty three days later. Especially when they saw this happen. Now Lazarus uh, lived after that. And he got to glorify God. We don't know what he saw in between. We don't know how, how where, again, we've got to ask him. We've got to ask him when we see him. But Christ, he's a great God. Jesus, number three, Jesus is God. He is needed. He was busy. He was busy for God's purpose. But Jesus is God. Let's not forget that. When we, when we pray, we are praying to the God of heaven. And we're praying to Christ. We're praying in his name. We're praying to Christ. We are praying to the three in one. Jesus is God. He was all man. He was all God. He had power over life and he had power over death. And he showed that. And he, he was grieved in the spirit probably because of their unbelief or their, or their limited belief. Do you have limited belief today? Yes, I trusted Christ as my Savior, but do I trust him for everything in my day? Do I trust him for that unknown future? Do I trust him for that sick child? Do I trust him for a parent that's getting older and how are we going to take care of them? Do I trust him in my job? Do I live for him in everything? Jesus is God. What a great picture of what's about to happen in Jesus' ministry and his life uh, here on earth um, as he gave his life for us. Now, Lazarus was a sinful man. He got raised from the dead. He loved God, loved Jesus. He was a sinful man. He was like you and me. I would love to be written on in the Bible. If they were still printing the pages, the, 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 the I don't know, Book of Seely. I don't know, she used to write it. And, and she used to, the one that Jesus loved, the one that loved Jesus. Um, I hope my life would reflect that. But if you don't know Christ as your Savior, he raised Lazarus from the dead to show that he's going to be risen from the dead. He can overpower uh, death. We have a risen Savior. We have a Savior who is alive. We have an empty tomb. You can go visit it. Hopefully, pastor is going to go visit it in January. Praise the Lord. Um, but that's an empty tomb. We don't have ashes. We don't have an urn. We don't have um, something that, that's holding the, the, uh, our Heavenly Father, the, the God of the Jews, the God of our God. We have a risen Savior. So if today is the day, make it the day where this is your risen Savior, a Savior who died for you. Uh, amen.
So one more week of uh, fun with felt, and we'll pull them out sometime, other time. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this story, this wonderful story of Lazarus, the man you loved um, and you uh, used, you, uh, you knew that he would be sick. You used um, the sickness, you used the death, you used that for your glory, Lord. And we get to see it uh, in hindsight, Lord. Um, and I pray that, Lord, it will impact our lives to understand that you can overcome death. You can overcome anything in our lives. Nothing's too big for you. And nothing's too small for you either. You love us. Um, you want to um, be glorified in our lives. And you deserve all the glory in our lives, Lord. And now be with us in the remainder of our uh, service this morning. Lord, be with Brother Reyes as he brings a message that you put on his heart and soften our hearts to receive it, Lord. And bless our fellowship right now. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you, folks, for being here. we got a few minutes. Some have to get to class. And uh, we'll be having church soon.